Brush is an electric toothbrush that will change the way you think about brushing your teeth. With powerful sonic technology and ultra-gentle bristles, the Brush redefines what it means to have super clean teeth. It's like that feeling when you leave the dentist. A fresh, whole mouth clean every single day. Our listeners get 15% off their total purchase with the code POD15. Follow the link in the show notes and enter the code POD15 to get your exclusive discount and upgrade your oral care routine. Where to even begin? Like, it's even just seeing it as a kid, you're going in expecting like, I'm going to see the the red plumber and the green plumber jump on some turtles. And then you get down there and it's like, (laughs) welcome to Steve. No, you are not. Yeah. You may fire when ready. podcast that gives you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome to Films in Black and White, everybody. How are you all feeling? It is a fantastic Monday. It's warm. It's hot. Yes. I don't know. I don't know about where Brian's at, but it is. Oh, not cool! It is. Oh, it is hot and muggy. We got thunderstorms here. It's a good time. It might as well be a boy band because it is consistently ninety-four degrees <laughs> where I'm at all the time. So 98, just, 98 degrees. Yeah, it's just a, it's not quite the fame of ninety-eight degrees. It's oh, just about four degrees. Oh, just left. a little degrees down. That okay. is okay. Got to go. Thank you all for joining us on this lovely day and getting us wherever you get us, whether that's via the podcast or whether that's via the live stream. Um, you will notice that we are without a one Marcus J. Destin this week, um, which is fine. He has to do some stuff and, you know, stuff happens and that's totally OK. But we are joined, as always, by my other co-host, a one Brian Roush. Brian Roush, how you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good to be here. I uh, I wasn't here last week for the crossover episode, so I was super bummed that I couldn't be here. Uh, so it's good to be back. Yeah, which is fantastic. And we are glad that you are back, Brian. Um, we s- missed you. Brian, did you see Cruella yet? Or have you? I, not I have seen that not. Yet? I have not. Yeah. I have not seen it yet. I am very curious as to what you believe <laughs> about that movie. Um, <laughs> well, I listened. Done. I listened to the episode, so I know the main beats, but I need to see it myself. And yeah. I just we have not like Maggie and I talked about it. And we're like, I don't. I don't think we're like at a point to spend 30 bucks to see that at home. No, we'll just risk going to a theater for that. Right. Like you want your theater. You want to be like a triumphant return to the theater. And it doesn't feel as triumphant as it needs to be. No, uh, no. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like this isn't the movie. Like we're like either fast and furious or black widow, which is fine. Which I think those are good choices. Like, yeah, this is it. Like it doesn't feel right. Doesn't yeah. feel right. No, but not at what all. about yourself, Doug? How are you? Uh, doing quite well. Like I said, it is warm where we're at. Um, I feel old. I had a bachelor party this weekend. And oh, oof, you guys, it has been a minute before I have gone out and done things like How? that. Not even like pandemic y, like gone out and done things, but just in general, like just to drink like that at age 34 feels yeah. odd. 
Like you, just did odd. You, so did you try to keep up with the other people that were in the bachelor party? No. Oh, you would have. I would have been calling you from a morgue because I would have died. <laughs> um, but okay. Um, I did. I enjoyed myself. We celebrated okay. the the gentleman who was getting married, and all in all, it was a good weekend. But Brian, we have some news to get to. Yes, and we do. More importantly, we have catch that quotable to get through um, which is again for people who listen this is the uh weekly segment where we try to quiz each other on movies uh and trivia and quotes and things like that and brian since you had a brief tour of the world uh last week i am very curious brian (laughs) what is your quote for this week oh i'm ready and uh for for those of you that are that listen consistently you know i'm usually one of the guys it's like i just got my quote and i just got i just got here so brian came in prepared i asked and i was like brian are you ready he's like yeah i'm ready (laughs) Look, I got my quote. I got my news items. I'm ready to go. So here we go. The quote is, look, I'm just a biochemist. Most of the time, I work in a little glass jar and lead a very uneventful life. I drive a Volvo, a beige one. But what I'm dealing with here is one of the most deadly substances the earth has ever known. It's a longer quote. but Brian, I feel like I know this. I think you might. I feel like I know this, Brian. Once more for everybody listening, look, I'm just a biochemist. Most of the time, I work in a little glass jar and lead a very uneventful life. I drive a Volvo, a beige one. But what I'm dealing with here is one of the most deadly substances the Earth has ever known. Brian, I feel like I know this. Okay. This this feels like... Okay. I want my hint because I just want to... I just... I want my hint only because, like I said, I feel like I'm going down a path... And okay. you're either going to confirm that, yep, I <laughs> stepped out and went the right direction, or you're going to confirm that I went way off the rails with this. So, Brian, what is the hint for this particular movie? The hint is good speed. Brian, is this The Rock? It is confirmed. Yeah! Well done. And this is Nicolas Cage's character Stanley, talking to Tom uh, Stanley Goodspeed. Yes. Wow. That's incredible that you knew that character name. I I like I felt like I like when you first said it, I was like, it's the it's the thing in there about the Volvo. Like usually right? I'm like, I drive a I drive a Volvo, a beige one. Like it's just the way in which he reads it that I'm just like, it's gotta be something on that general beat. Right. But Brian, that was incredible. So, I, well, I, I mean, it takes two, man. The pleasure was mine. I'm so happy you got it. This is, is going to be an exciting catch that quotable season this, now. It's going to be really great. And I'm genuinely excited for you to hear my quote because I feel like my quote's up your alley. Um, <sighs> oh, but I am very curious. So, Brian, are you ready? I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Let's do this. Okay. All right. So this particular quote has the name of a character in it. So I'm going to leave that character's name out in okay. the interest of hoping that you get it okay understood all right so here we go there's only one kid on this launch with any brains at all so far and that's blank one more time there's only one kid on this launch with any brains at all so far and that's blank oh man oh lordy i'm gonna kick myself i'm just gonna go ahead and smash that that hint button i'm not even gonna talk it out okay your hint brian is Ford. Ford? Ford. <sighs> All right. I'm just going to go for it. Is this Armageddon? Brian, this is not Armageddon. <sighs> 
This is the movie Ender's Game from 2013, and it was (sighs) said by Harrison Ford's character. Of course. Um, I'm just for everybody. uh, Colonel Graff. Oh, my gosh. There you go. Well yep. played, sir. I threw, yes, I, th- I saw that movie. I have read that book. That's incredible. Yes, you know what's, good, in- good you know what's even more incredible, Brian? Was that- I pulled that quote, and I have never <laughs> seen that movie. So I pulled a quote that I've never seen from a movie I've never seen before. Oh my gosh! And now I'm like kicking myself even more because they call like the different classes of like starfighter pilots like launches essentially. Yeah. Um. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that was a good <laughs> quote. That was a deep dive. I should have thought about that. Just like a a hair more just a hair more yeah. i would have got there. I'd, I'd be willing to bet that i given you the name of the character like ender wiggin like i probably would have given it oh. all away so i yes. just that's why i left that out i was like that's a surefire oh, way to the show moment everybody. you would have said ender i mean like i don't even know any other fictional characters named ender i've never mm, even met an ender yeah, man i don't um, yeah also for everybody listening if you haven't read ender's game solid sci-fi book i've heard it's uh, uh, incredible I've heard good things from you and then from another mutual friend of ours. Um, I've heard fantastic things about this particular uh, book and movie. Like, so you are not the only one. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was catch that quotable uh, a little (laughs) bit more brief this week. But you know what? Sometimes brevity is uh, the art of wit or maybe maybe that's the soul of it. (laughs) Maybe that's where we're at. Um, (laughs) But Brian, we have some news to get in to this week and i would love it if you would start me off with your first piece of news this week sir Uh, i would i would absolutely love to do that so my first piece of news here is that mission impossible 7 the filming (laughs) has halted over a positive covid19 (laughs) test and this is months months after tom cruise went on a rant uh don't worry we'll reference it more in a second about how everybody needed to be safe and how that they were the gold standard. I remember that part. And so essentially production on Mission Impossible 7, which, by the way, has felt like it has been in production for years. Oh, is now absolutely. And by the way, like principal photography, I'm not talking like pre-production or anything. I'm talking like filming this movie. Uh, so they are shut down until June 14th. Oh my God. Yeah, it it's unreal. It's putting time. them super behind schedule already. And this is the second time they've had to do it. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think if everybody, anybody's familiar with his like screaming fit months right. ago, this is genuine. Like I'm surprised that we have not heard that Tom Cruise has called to the top of a water <laughs> tower somewhere to just... <laughs> Just to start picking off key grips like left and right, because this is this is nuts, man. And oh, my God. And let me clarify. So this is the first shutdown. The rant was about somebody standing too close to someone when they were reviewing (laughs) footage, when they were looking at dailies. So like this is the first time it's shut down. But this is the second time like it's been an issue is what all is what I'll call it. Uh, Yeah. Like, I mean, and like we're talking about stuff like. Hey, people are counting on us, like making this huge overture of a speech. So I guess it just didn't stick. (laughs) Yeah. Brian, did they say at all how much um, did they say how much like time is left to shoot on this? They haven't said how much time is left to shoot. I do know that they're trying to film Mission Impossible 7 and 8 back to back. Oh, Um, move, Cotton. 
I, I believe that is the last thing I've seen, but this might change things. Um, I don't okay. know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like they've been doing this in Italy since at least February of 2020. Like, yeah, I, I mean, uh, so whatever this movie is, I, I just can only imagine it's just like it's just oh it's just God. stunts. There's actually no story in Mission Impossible 7. It's just wall to wall stunts. There's no story. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised by that at all, especially with the way like Hollywood is these days, like with Fast, with Nine, Nine, Nine coming nine, out, and other things. Nine. Like, yeah. it's just it seems like it's just we're playing this game of like one-upsmanship. Of, oh, like, totally. Hey, like F Nine drove a how like drove a helicopter into a spaceship and took on Martians. <laughs> Your move, Tom Cruise. <laughs> like, it just feels a little at some point in time excessive. Brian, I yeah. have the quote from the last time this went off, and I'm going to just read it. Um, however, this is from the USA Today, and I am not going to be so bold to remove the expletives. Oh, you're fine. Yeah, and I'm getting this from Entertainment Weekly, but it's pretty widely published. So here we go. If I see you do it again, you're fucking gone. And if anyone on this crew does it, that's it. We're, we are the gold standard. They're back there in Hollywood making movies right now because of us, because they believe in us and what we're doing. I'm on the phone with every fucking studio at night, insurance companies, producers, and they're looking at us and using us to make their movies. We are creating thousands of jobs, you fuck. I don't ever want to see it again, ever. Yes. So, uh, real quick, I mean... He went as so far to say you fuck to a group of like just other human beings like is what that's from. So again, if you see him on the top of a tower somewhere, maybe just go the other I mean, way. Do you, I just what do you think his face looked like when someone's like someone's got to tell him? Oh my god, I, I don't tell. even want to know. Like, I don't had even want to know. Some sacrificial like PA who's just like, oh, Mr. Cruz, um, I just want to let you know that uh, shut down shooting for about 10 days. And like, I, like, I just imagine him being silent and then like just him like hucking like a giant paperweight. People don't have paperweights anymore. But then he like just yeah. makes a hole in the wall and then he just starts you know, screaming. I'd be willing to. I really first off, I really hope that it happened over the phone for whomever <laughs> had to make that phone call. I hope for your sake that it happened over the oh, phone. Man. Oh, man. And the man. other thing is, is there's like one person he can't yell at, and that's the director. So I have a feeling that the director was like, oh, shit, like, what am I going to do here? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Someone get me the same costume that the bomb person wore in the Hurt Locker. I'll go in there and it'll be fine. Hey, Tom. Like, <laughs> that's just Oof. the way that that shit went I, down. I, it, I don't I don't want it to be me. Yeah, I don't want it to I, be me. No, I would not I, sign up for that. I mean, but at all I, yeah like so in any case yeah this movie by the way as a stinger here this is still scheduled to come out may 27th 2022 oh my god according to entertainment weekly so like this is they're saying it's still on track if you if you're familiar with movie production like this is doable this is totally yeah. doable but literally everything from here on out needs to go perfectly like there can't like if they do reshoots, it's going to be rough. Like, oh, my God, it's going to be real rough. So they yeah. everything has to go super well from this point on. Well, and the other thing is, is like with the way Tom Cruise likes to do his stunts, like, I don't know if you really can do reshoots. Can you? I mean, at some point in time, 
it's I gonna mean, have to be what it's gonna have to be, right? I, I would imagine for something like this, all the stunts stay the same. I, I feel like it's either you keep all the stunts or you cut one out. I don't think you redo any of them. Yeah. And then from here on out, it's just story stuff. So, you know, you're getting everybody back in a lobby to say, like, hey, we gotta go to the third floor, or like Yeah, we gotta get the fourth we, floor. We, we gotta get the uh, the jump drive with the kill code on it. Like that's <laughs> right. gonna be like whoa, right. that's the dialogue we're expecting. Or you know, like I would assume it would be like little ticky tack stuff like that. And yeah. also reshoots are totally normal too, by the way. Oh, I just want to yeah, they happen all, they happen all the time, but right. it's just yeah. Well, and so many news sites always pick up. I shouldn't say news sites. There are some sites out there that are like, oh, there's reshoots for this movie and you should be concerned. And it's totally normal. If anyone has ever written a term paper, you know what it's like to edit your stuff the moment right before you turn it in. You're like, this this entire paragraph doesn't fit the entire yeah. web. I need yeah. to redo this. Like, it's yeah. totally normal. Um, but yeah, we, like, basically, even, hopefully it's smooth sailing from here. We've even done that, like with this podcast, like re-recording <laughs> audio. So, like, it's a totally normal thing that happens, Brian, and that's a very good point. So, you're right. Yeah. Like, reshoots happen all the time. It's just when you're talking about again, Tom Cruise likes to do his own stunts. Ooh. He's not a multi-take guy, so no. he'll do like eight dry runs, and then he'll to make sure it's perfect, and I, then he'll just say like, "Shoot it, it is what it is." Yeah, that's how. That's the reason why he's died, almost died so uh, many times. Oh yeah, I mean, if you if you really want a good laugh, you go on YouTube and you look at. There's some solid clips of him like breaking things or getting hurt. Like the last yeah. Mission Impossible, like when he jumps from building to building, that's when he broke his foot. But they kept yeah. that tape because yeah, that was it. <laughs> yeah. So that's just the incredible like story of him. So that's where the reshoots would in this case become a little bit more like, yeah, like, are you going to like, are you going to be able to do that, buddy? Like, yeah. Can, I, I, will your, will your Fibia hold up to be able to do that again? Like, I mean, we, we don't know. Lordy, Lordy. I mean, this is the franchise that like, they're like, come on in, Jeremy Renner. We're gonna, we're gonna train you up to be the next Ethan Hunt. And then Tom Cruise is like, no, forget that. It's me. You can't get rid of me. Two more Have you movies. Seen this guy's weird app. No way. <laughs> <laughs> Back when the Jeremy Renner app was still a real. By the thing. way, that's the second time this has happened to Jeremy Renner because he made that Born movie. Yeah, like it was like yep. a weird anthology. Born is what I'll call it. And yeah. then as soon as they made it, Matt Damon was like, "Get out! Yeah, come back. This is my okay. franchise. Get out!" Like that's and, incredible. Yeah, and like, we still have, yeah. So good stuff there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's well. We'll we'll stay tuned for the developing story with that. I mean, hopefully they can get back to. Like, hopefully they can get back to shooting it because honestly, yeah, I, I hope so, too. And I mean, we, yeah, I, I, I hope I hope everybody's OK. Like, I, I really oh, want sure, everyone sure. to be safe and healthy. Um, And yeah, hopefully that's that's better days ahead for them. Yep, absolutely. Um, My first piece of news, Brian, is more about a movie that got we got a first look at today. Um, And that is the movie No Sudden Move, which is scheduled oh. to come out later this year on HBO Max. Oh, boy. Um, it's directed by Steven Soderbergh um, and it stars Benicio Del Toro. It's okay. basically got everybody in it, but yeah, it's got Benicio Del Toro, Matt Damon, Brendan Fraser, David Harbour, John Hamm, Ray Liotta, Don Cheadle, Kieran Culkin, Julia. Like it just, and that list just goes 
on and on oh and gosh. on and on. And this is a Warner Brothers movie that is scheduled to come out, um, like I said, later this year, directly to streaming. Right. Um, let me get an updated like release date. July 1st. Oh, uh, this so is in a month. Yeah, in, in, in less than a month at this point in time. Wow. And this movie looks like like good like good good like and that's the reason why i'm reporting on it as news is because it looks really really good um basically the like basically like the synopsis of this is um bunch of these characters play criminals and they're all brought together under kind of some like secret or veiled circumstances or weird situation and the whole idea is that they all have like really really simple jobs and over the course of this movie they have to put all of those pieces together to figure out like what happened um and what job were they playing um and so if you liked the beginning of (laughs) <laughs> the dark night where you're trying to figure out who's supposed to kill who and what they're supposed to do. That sounds like basically this movie. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, is that like Steven Soderbergh is like known for his writing and his directing. Um, he directed yes. just to give everybody a real quick rundown on all the things that he directed. Oh my gosh. Um, he directed uh, Logan Lucky. He yes. directed Magic Mike. He di- he directed The Informant. He directed Oceans 13, Oceans 12, Oceans 11, Aaron Brockovich, um, and Sex, Lies, and Videotape. So he has directed a ton of things and that's just his like directing credits. Like, I mean, if you look at his like writing credits as well, um, he's got a ton of those as well. So he's just been like, he's just kind of like a movie powerhouse in and of himself. And the movie, I mean, the news here is the trailer's out and the movie looks awesome. And I'm jacked about it for July 1st. I mean, absolutely. Like I'm looking, I'm basically looking at all of their promotional materials here. And I mean, I, this, this is absolutely my jam one. Cause I love heists. Like, and I know that's very like, (laughs) like I'm such a simp like that, but yeah, I love heists. And also I, 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 Don Cheadle gets a moment to shine here. Like I I think this cat, it looks phenomenal. And I feel like with a lot of these types of movies, you're like, Oh my gosh, look at all this star power. I'm very aware. It's probably going to be like the first three or four people that stick around for like the majority of the movie. Also, we just talk about, it's just nice to see Brendan Fraser. Brendan. That's what's going to be. The next thing that I said was like, this is like the first time we've seen Brendan Fraser like live and in person because I mean, he's on doom patrol, but it's a playing as a voice. Um, and he's playing like voices or in TV shows here and there. So it's nice to see him come back to the big screen. Oh my gosh. I I mean, he one, I love him. I grew up with the mummy movies, so he has been endeared to me for, for life with that. Um, and yeah, he's been doing TV. He's been doing TV series basically since 2015. If you're like, where has Brendan Fraser been? (laughs) (laughs) um you're not the only one by the way uh and essentially yeah essentially he's just been doing uh tv since then i mean it's been it's been a lot so i'm really happy to see him in a big budget film like this i still don't understand why more people didn't cast him i'm actually shocked he wasn't considered for the uncharted movie um like just yes I am genuinely surprised he didn't play. um, He'd be an awesome Nathan Drake, to be honest with you. Like, he just kind of had that look. Right. I mean, and obviously, I'm sure Tom Holland will do a great job. I just, just wild to me that, like, he got those mommy movies and then it was like, nope. 
sorry, we're done with you being an adventurer. So now he's like, you know, put you in the trash until this movie comes out. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, okay. But that's my Brandon, you know, my Brendan Fraser hype here. Uh, I, I think the only other thing I wanted to talk about here is is just, I mean, this cast, like how how much more yes. can I get about this cast? Like, and Ray Liotta, very curious here, Ray Liotta gets the with credit. So he was apparently mm-hmm. a big get. Um, and I haven't seen him since Marriage Story. So <laughs> he's just, yeah. just right in those streaming trains and getting yeah, those man. movies. Um, so... So yeah, I'm really pumped for this. I think it's a good, I'm due for a good heist. Um, So I mean, I thought, and let me rephrase this. I thought Army of the Dead would be more heist-y and it was Oh, for sure. It was enough heist. I think if we're going to get anatomy of a heist movie, right? So as you pull this aback, the more and more of this gets even better. So as you look at the writing credits, so the, the writer for this movie is Ed Solomon. Ed Solomon has been responsible for the following. Oh boy. Um, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Oh, Bill and Ted's bogus journey. Um, <laughs> the super, super Mario brothers, men in black, um, Charlie's oh, angels. Wow. Now you see me. Now you see me too. Now you oh, see me three. And then Bill and Ted face the music. So this motherfucker has been doing everything. Oh my gosh. I love it. So and this I- this is gonna be insane. Oh no, this is this is a powerhouse. All of the elements are here. I I not ironically enjoy now you see me. Um, all of no. them, even now you see me too. I still enjoy them. Um, also because there's a heist involved, you're right. seeing a theme here. We uh, talked about it last week with Austin and Jen. Like all four, oh, yeah. all five of us at this point in time think that that movie is like yeah. low key awesome. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, yeah, I'm really glad you brought this up because I'm hyped for it. I, it feels like everybody's in a place here to be successful. Like, for sure, honestly, for sure. You know, and also really quick, Ed Solomon, you yes. are responsible for Super <laughs> Mario Brothers. And I really would love to give you like a hug, a high five. I, and yeah, just. I don't I want to I want I want to eat. I just want to take you out to a nice meal, yep. Ed Solomon, because that yep. movie's fucking awesome. And people <laughs> shit all over it. And it's it's one of those things that it's like it's so nuts, it's great. Like and that's what I like about it. I mean, I I, I Super Mario Brothers, I I mean where to even begin like it's even just seeing it as a kid you're going in expecting like i'm gonna see the the red plumber and the green (laughs) plumber jump on some turtles and then you get down there and it's like (laughs) welcome no you are not (laughs) yeah and like i I mean just like nothing reminiscent of the game just like it really just feels like they never played the game and they're like at least mario and luigi are in it and um bowser that's it just as long as those three names are said you're fine have fun yeah. Uh, also, yeah. um, they are going to get. So this, I'm going to pivot. It's not my news, but it's on the same like length, wavelength as, um, now that we've brought up Super Mario Brothers, yeah. they are releasing a fan re-release that has 20 more minutes of footage of Super and it Mario. Is a, yes, it's a fan compiled Morton and Janko cut that adds over 20 minutes of never seen, never before seen footage to the movie that came out in 1993. But why? Yeah, I don't know. And I'm very, very, very curious as to what that looks like. Um, I don't know when it's supposed to drop or what it's supposed to look like. Um, But it's wild. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. you can watch it via the internet. You could just sit down and watch this 125 minute cut via the internet. Like that's just what you can do. You know what I want to do? Yeah. And this is only punishment for Marcus. I almost want to make him watch that and then talk about it oh on the gosh. podcast. That oh would be, he'd hate I would, us. He would hate it. He'd hate so us. Much. I mean, he he would be so upset. Like you think uh, the barbershop summaries get a little saucy that would be <laughs> that one would be spicy for sure oh man anyway um well that's what but brian long story short this movie uh looks awesome yes and i'm very excited about it so that's that was my first piece of news fantastic love that well since you brought up the crossover episode uh yeah. you know with all of you talking about good movies here i think this is a perfect time for me to jump in and let people know that cruella is getting a sequel and has the green light from Disney. So we are moving ahead, according to the Hollywood reporter, M. Stone, and the director, Craig Gillespie, and screenwriter, Tony McNamara. They're all coming back for the second film. All, all three of them. So that trifecta on the way back. Okay. Um, Brian, um, yeah. is the sequel to Corella just called 101 Dalmatians? <laughs> because based on the end credit scenes and where things are at, that's what it should be called. I, I, mean, I mean, unless she survives that car crash and they just <laughs> spring forward to after 102 Dalmatians or whatever. And yeah. like, that's just where they're at. Like, but this. Yes. This feels like money grabby. Like, I mean, a, well, a, yeah, a, yes, 100%. I mean, <laughs> like, they're, they're just, I mean, it's one, it's Disney. Like, if there is money to be made on the table, they're going to take it from you. And that's I think fair. the other thing, too, here that I'll put my analysis hat on here is that I think this, this is going to be the future for how Disney is going to do their villain origin stories. It, it almost feels like yeah. they're making like an Elseworlds like type oh, sure. universe with it. If you're familiar with DC comics, it's a little bit like what if, but essentially it's like, it's this whole other arena where you can play with these ideas without any consequences to the canon or, you yeah. know, an existing timeline or and it, risk, you know, do it risk like sullying an original. Right. Like right. it really feels like it's going to be this adjacent thing, which I totally get. Right. This was really well received by people like this thing still has a 97 percent audience score on Rotten Tomatoes as of this oh report. My God. Uh, and it has really an A that. on cinema score on opening weekend. So, okay. I, I mean, people liked this. OK, OK, that's OK. That's you're right. And there are certain there are certain people that I would. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it's, I'm trying to figure out how to process through this. Brian, you're right. Like they are going well, to do a like you're going to they're going to do this origin story for other like, oh, yeah. like Disney villains. I yes. guess my question is, is that like, honestly, and if there are people who listen to this, um, who <laughs> have an idea of what this could be great, tell me. But what right. the fuck could they possibly still have to go oh, over? Man that like what are we missing because it's just i felt like cruella did such a good job one of the things to its credit is yeah. it did a great job of tying in like the rest of it did a great job of tying in everybody else and really right. putting a nice neat bow on it of like oh you were curious about cruella well now here's what we got yeah. you can watch cruella then you can go back and watch 101 dalmatians right. and then there you go you got it you have the complete trajectory <laughs> now unless it's like 
this is then like it's Cruella too is her being in the reverse role of the right. Duchess or, or or what or Baroness of whatever her name was, um, yeah. and essentially saying like someone's coming for Cruella now, and it's a reverse thing. I don't know. It yes. just feels weird. No, that Doug, that's it. You did it. You wrote this. Like that's that's like the broad treatment. <laughs> Disney, of I will take an obscenely <laughs> lower fee than just about everybody else. Like really quick, in case you're listening. I know you're listening um, because you've made so many other calls that we made. Look, so Doug, Doug will uh, take the, I'm just happy to be here salary. Yeah, like, yeah. And we're real easy to please folks. You like, let me give, you, know? you let me take a picture with Tom Holland <laughs> and Robert Downey Jr. Getting a double high five that says I'm a super. And you put big, bold letters down at the bottom. He's a superhero too. That's it. That's all I need. That's all I need. I don't need anything else. I just need that framed on a canvas that I can put up on my wall. That's all I, I need. I mean, yeah, it, that sounds great. I'm not going to find anybody who's willing to do it for cheaper. Oh, man. <laughs> well, that's also true. Also true. <laughs> but they, they already locked all these people into a contract. I'm sorry, yeah, Doug. So pro- probably not. But I think the other thing, too, here that I feel like that that I, I was talking about this with a friend, and I feel like one of the other things, also listening to the episode you all did, it brings me this idea that like when we have these animated movies and we see them as yeah. kids, right? They don't they don't grow up with us. They always no. stay aimed at the kids, right? And for I sure. feel like Disney has for a long time they're trying to right right they want to reach those adults that are going to spend money that relate yeah. to their products as children and then give them something as an adult, right? And right. that's like look at me in Star Wars, and they've nailed so much. <laughs> yeah, of they, that. Got, they, they got totally, you. I will totally own that. Like, hey, Brian, you're <laughs> you're an adult now. What if I told you that you could go make your own lightsaber and we'll give you like a whole show and everything? And I just said, shut up and take my money. Like, that's all. Like, yeah. I didn't even think about it twice. Yeah. And so I feel the reason I bring this up is not to talk about making a lightsaber, but to say that I feel like with Cruella and these types of movies and the villain origin stories that these, this is a way for these stories to grow up with people. And this is a way for adults or even older children. Like, I think that's important to say here is like, this was PG 13 and my niece saw this by the way. And she is like, and she's, you know, um, over the PG 13, uh, you know, status there. And she says it was, it's, it was awesome. Like she says it's one of her top three movies right now. For sure. And so I feel like they, they're hitting this sweet spot of like, well, yeah. we know you're not a young kid anymore. So we're just going to make this a little bit edgy for it to grow up with you. And you can still go enjoy that content, but it's a little bit more adult. Um, and I feel like that will be an incredibly su- successful model for them because, yeah, like people want this stuff to grow up with them. Well, I think what they've solved is the college kid conundrum. And I call it the college kid conundrum because, Brian, you work in student affairs. It's hard for us to use Disney stuff for (laughs) college kids because you risk making them feel like a child. Oh, yeah. What Disney has done to your like to basically kind of kind of boost what you're saying is like they've essentially said, hey, look, we found a way to make it so that way you can relate to something that was enduring to you as a child. but No one can call you a child for liking it because (laughs) it has this like a little bit of an edgier content to it. Right. So I think that you're absolutely right. And I think we're going to see more of that. I yeah. think I'm particular. I mean, I can think of a couple villains like right off the top of my head. Like, oh my gosh. um, I am genuinely <laughs> excited to see Ursula when they yes. finally decide to do Ursula. Yes. I'm very excited to see what they do with that. 
I think Hercules is probably one of my favorite Disney movies. Oh, of all man. Time. I'm yes. genuinely jacked to shit to see what they do with like oh. Hades and what yeah. they do with like um, the Titans in that. Yeah. Like the Absolutely. only one I think that they're going to struggle with is the um, is the Hunter and Bambi because there's legitimately <laughs> no way there, there, there's legitimately no way that you, <laughs> there's no way that you can do that. Like what? Like. You know what the the origin for that is a thirty minute action live short of a gentleman going to buy a hunting license and then oh, sitting in a tree for twenty five right. minutes. Hang on, and he shoots roll credits. Okay, like, hear me out though. Is. Hear me out though. If you make this grow up, right? You make this grow up. Okay, what if Bambi's mom though? What if Bambi's mom was like feral? And like <laughs> camping in the middle of the woods, right? And the entire two-hour movie—it's called Hunter, by the way. Still an origin story, and all he's doing is trying to have a nice camp out, just him and himself. Just got laid off of work, and then here's this feral, you know, oh, Brian. Brian, dear. I I want to take no. that. I'll take that up a notch. I want to take that up a it's called it's called Hunter. Right. And okay. and every every good origin story sure. needs to have a tragedy. Yeah. And what if the tragedy in this one no, don't is do it. Bambi's mom no, no. jumps out in front of a car. The car swerves no. is to no. miss her and no, it goes I mean... over the edge fade out. It's the hunter's wife and two kids. <laughs> and this is a story of no. vengeance. No. <laughs> 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 Sad. At least mine had the hook of me. <laughs> you're, you're just making people sad. I am. I mean, a little bit. I'm making people sad just a little bit, but this is oh. this. Oh, that's, that's what, it, that's what that this fits, is. Though. That fits. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. totally, like, yeah, but I, I mean, we're kind of clowning, but kind of not. Disney, give us a call. And it's, uh, it's the Punisher, but it's a hunter and Bambi's mom. Like, right. that's basically what this is. Right. Oh, and I mean, the, the movie writes itself. The last shot oh, is yes. Bambi looking up and being like, I'll get you. You know, like that. Or saying you know. something like, and finally, sweet <laughs> release. Like, <laughs> credits. Oh that's God. all it is. <laughs> Oh, and then oh, you really blow people's crazy. minds, and you have the hunter meet Cruella, and then people wonder, you know, and then Nick Fury yeah. comes. All right, I'll stop. Yeah. That's, um, I mean, there's multiple universes, Brian. They're setting up a multiverse. There's a multiverse where Disney, all of these Disney princesses are superheroes. <laughs> like, there's one of them. So, oh, man. We have fun here. Yeah. Uh, we anyway. Welcome to Films in Black and White. Yeah. Yeah, we, we have fun here. So that that's it. That was that's what I wanted. Cruella's getting a sequel. If you zoned out, that's it. Cruella's getting a sequel. <laughs> yeah, and it's gonna be one of those two storylines that we just talked about. Um, well, Brian, that's awesome. I'm gonna stick with this whole theme of thing things being weird and taking something wholesome and potentially sure. making it dark. So oh, I am getting this piece of news from Collider, and it was reported, I believe, today oh. that Rob Zombie of musician and filmmaker fame, um, he has done movies like The Devil's Rejects and yes. things like that. Um, he has announced that he is doing a movie 
about the monsters. Wow. Um, so he posted today saying, attention boils and ghouls. The rumors are true. My next film project will be one I've been chasing for 20 years. Wow. The monsters. Stay tuned for exciting details as things progress. Um, it was a, so just in case anybody's not curious, this is an old school TV show from like the, I think it was oh, like from man. the 70s, wasn't it? Hey, like, yeah. I'll I'll look up a date. You you keep going though. Anyway, um, so it ran for about 70 episodes and essentially is like a modern day sitcom that follows an American family that is made up of like basically movie monsters. So, 1964, by the way. Oh, and you can watch this for free on Peacock, by the way. Everybody. I did not know that there was home where this lived. I know another Peacock? Another Peacock bonus? That's fantastic. <laughs> um so basically the idea is one of the dad monster is Frankenstein. The little boy monster is a vampire. The grandpa is a vampire. And I'm not really sure what type of monster the wife is supposed to be. I think um, she's supposed to be like a, a witch. Oh, okay. I thought, but okay. I yeah. believe that that's fair. But, but again, I really want to make sure that we make this really, really clear. Like Rob zombies <laughs> film credits are like, for three from hell was his most recent yeah. then he also did the house of a thousand corpses um and he's done, like he's just like he takes stuff and makes them like super super gruesome and dark and bloody um so i mean i get that like he's always been a horror fan so i'm sure the monsters back when he was growing up was maybe like an inspiration for him and something that he enjoyed watching but right this this, this could get weird like this could get real weird <sighs> Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just so, I, I don't know. It, it's just, it's like, okay. It like, I, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know how to take this because no, you look, like you look at his filmography, right. And, uh -huh. and you're, you're familiar with his hits. Like you just listed yes. them all. Like, and he also, I did not know this, but he wrote, he did, he did some writing for Grindhouse too. Yes. <laughs> so, it, uh, I don't know. I, like it, I don't know. Maybe he's like wanting to bring that type of style to the monsters. I don't, I don't know. Maybe he's wanting to try something different. I feel like it's worth noting though, that he, to, to me, it appears that he's been trying to do a bunch of different stuff for a while like sure. he's been pretty quiet like he so the other thing that popped out to me is he was a writer for the uh, pen 15 series that mm -hmm. recently came out um which is just about adolescence and growing yeah. up and he uh yeah he's done some writing in that respect yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see how this turns out i'm just so perplexed i i don't know how to have an opinion on this one well, and, and maybe maybe you're right. Like maybe like with his work on the Pen15 series, like as a writer, maybe this is like a chance for him to say like, you know, I, I don't have to do shit that's like dark and right. weird. Like I can do other stuff that maybe right. might be good. Like and so like maybe he's maybe he's legitimately trying to turn over something that's a little bit of a new leaf. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'd be curious to see how it goes. Either way, there's a small part of me that's that has seen old episodes or at least is aware of the like the pop culture dogma that is the like um the monsters. There's a, right. I'm, I'm aware of it. I kind of want to see what he does with it. Like that's the thing, is like it's gonna yeah. be weird, 
but I'm kind of like, all right, show me what you got, man. Like I'm ready. I'm re- like strap me in. Like I'm ready. I'm let ready. Me... I don't like scary shit, but all yeah. right, let's see what this looks like. Well, and let me correct myself. He was the writer for a song on Pen Fifteen. I apologize. That was oh. very confusing. How that was listed. You're fine, Brian. Um, but I do feel like it's important that yeah, the last thing he wrote was was Three from Hell. Like, and then he's just gonna go straight yep. to this. So, so uh, tune in for when the Frankenstein Ed Munster starts eating people. Like that's yeah. basically you know. what's gonna happen. I, yeah, and the work that he did on Grindhouse, he wrote the Werewolf Women of the SS short. Oh, um, I did not see that. Right. Yeah. So, like, that's a little bit of comedy. If you're familiar with the Grindhouse movie that Quentin Tarantino put out, he put in fake. Quentin Tarantino put in fake ads in that movie between the oh, two sure. main grindhouse flicks. Um, oh, and sure. It was a preview for a fake movie. I believe Nicolas Cage actually has a cameo in that. Oh. Um, but uh, yeah, I have no idea how to feel about this. Anyone listening is probably like, Brian, we get it. We don't know how you feel. But I just feel like this is such an odd pairing that I don't know what they want from this. <laughs> as, yeah, as I don't product. either. That's the thing. It's like, I don't know what they want from it either. So like you said, I'm, I'm legitimately curious. So, but that's, that's what I got. And that is my, that is my second piece of news for you, sir. Damn. So we will, we will have to kind of uh, tune in to see what happens with that. All right. All right, cool. So this next one, it's a little, the, the news item is a, li- is, is a little bit, but then the implications are a lot of bit. So uh, this is a Marvel piece of news. And so Paul Bettany uh, talked to the playlist. Okay. And they asked him about white vision. Uh, okay. We don't have another vision. We don't exactly know what to call him. And he said, quote, I still don't know that. He also went on to say, quote, I don't have a contract. I don't know that. I don't know that at all. And all that I do know is as far as this sort of tranche of press goes, it's for an Emmy push, which is for a limited series. So it doesn't look like that. So it doesn't look like that happening again. I mean, I guess it would be difficult to introduce White Vision and not deal with him in some way. But we have not discussed that. End quote. (laughs) Okay. Paul Bettany okay. pretty much saying what we're all thinking here. Um, and if, if you if you don't know what an awards tranche is, this is basically you're probably going to be seeing a lot of pieces uh, coming out for a lot of the stuff that's nominated for Emmys um, and going for an Emmy push. So, yes, this is this is you're on notice. WandaVision is going for that limited series one. that sure looks like Paul Bettany has no idea what they're going to do with Vision here. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens there. So in any yeah. case, Paul Bettany doesn't know anything. I also, here's the other thing. I, I'm sorry to have the audible, no. like guffaw at that You're piece. Of news. That's great news, Brian. I'm excited to talk about it. Cause here's the thing. White vision at the end of that series was like shaking up a giant thing of bees and then <laughs> throwing it and being yeah. like, we'll never know where it lands. Yes. Like that's yes. all that it was. Essentially. He <laughs> sorted out like, like he sorted out his emotional issues oh, and man. then was fine and just kind of flew off into the sunset. Yeah. So it is Literally, weird. Yeah. He, like it is weird that they just said, I guess we'll never know. Um, yeah. if it's true but here's the other thing 
Paul Bettany has made it very clear to all of us that he is interested in fucking with us like all the time. Because <laughs> remember, mean, he had that Paul old Bettany that has been known to absolutely mess with us. I totally oh, agree. For sure. Like yeah. he has. Remember that whole remember the big like letdown of WandaVision of him being like, you'll never be you'll never know what cameos coming. And it's like, it's yourself, man. You just did yourself. You you rickrolled me for a different colored version of yourself. Um, yeah. So that's why I'm kind of like, okay, maybe this is something, but also maybe it's not. Like I just yeah. I don't know how to feel about it, and it's it's gonna be weird. So, uh, but it'd be weird not to deal with. Uh, he's right though. Like it would be weird not to deal with him, especially because if I'm not mistaken, Brian. White Vision flies off essentially to California yeah. and becomes a part of the West Coast Avengers. Oh, does he that not? would be incredible. Uh, that's 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 amazing. Yeah, <laughs> he's that's, just chilling. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm gonna retire. Like I'm gonna retire in California. So yeah, this I is mean, yeah. I I feel like it needs to be said. This could absolutely be a negotiating tactic for Paul Bettany. Oh like, sure, he, he might know a hundred percent that like yes, Marvel's gonna need him back. And him playing coy about it is going to drive up interest and drive up need and demand and all that stuff. And people wanting this to be resolved. I think that's part of it. I also just feel like the way they resolved white vision, this is totally plausible. Like I would absolutely believe this a hundred percent of someone, if, if like, like just the way it's presented here, I have no reason to think that they've thought anywhere beyond this. Oh yeah, um, for sure. You know, just because of how they ended the series, like, yeah, usually most Marvel movies, it's like, well, this person's off to this or this person is going to go explore this. And it was just bye. Like, yeah. and right. And we talked about that in our WandaVision episode of how rushed that finale felt. Yes. Um, even though, by the way, it is still on track to be a top series for me for the entire year. Like oh, we're almost sure. halfway through the year. I don't know what can beat that right now, but I mean, in any case, Loki is coming out on Wednesday, so we will see what happens. Yes. But yes, you're I, absolutely right. I mean, like just the energy this show had and the buzz and how different it was, even yeah. if it didn't stick the landing, it still tried something new and different, which you don't always see. So like, I'm very easy to forgive the whole white vision thing. I just think at this point, it's like, someone has to be thinking somewhere like, okay, well we got to like sneak him in and some movie as a cameo of like, I'm white vision, but shh, I'm, I'm doing stuff in the background. <laughs> it's just Paul Bettany going. Shh. Like Spider-Man Spider no way home. He's like <laughs> sitting in a diner, reading a paper and a kid looks and he's like, yep, you didn't see me. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Like, yeah. Just, like three words and that's it. Right. Um, but like, I guess here's my, here's my other question though. Like, could you get like, Either you either you wrap him up, right? right? Like as a loose end, or like he just you just move away from him. And I feel like that's the thing is like Marvel really has, as far as I see it, two choices. Either there are plans to have Vision come back in later right. Avengers movies or Marvel movies in the future, or they're done with him and they're moving on. Because it's not like you yeah. can pass somebody else because his voice. It's right. pretty iconically visions. And oh, if yeah. this isn't like this isn't like Iron Man and War Machine and Ironheart, like you can't right. pass that mantle and that responsibility on oh, somebody else. They're yeah. going to have to deal with him. 
Yeah, I, so, I totally agree. And like, again, he has trolled us before. Oh, I, yeah. It's totally possible in two months we're going to be reading a thing about like, oh, he has a contract now and he'll show up in a movie soon. <laughs> right. Um, I yeah. like I think that it's it's very 50 50. But with the way things were left, it sounds like nobody knows. And I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm very right. curious to see how this ends up. Well, and the other thing is, is like we could deal with him in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Absolutely. And he is just saying, well, I don't know what's going to happen with WandaVision 2. Right. Because they're not going to deal with him there. They're going to deal with him in the movie. Like, so there are a whole litany of scenarios that could come up that that change how this is. Oh, absolutely. And I was talking with a friend about this the other day and and we talked about Flashpoint. Marcus is not here. You are here in spirit. We're bringing up WBDC just for you, man. And uh how flashpoint has kind of been this like build is like, this is going to reboot the entire DC cinematic universe. Some folks that I've talked to, they feel that like multiverse of madness has the potential to rearrange the chess pieces. Oh, sure. And I feel like this could be a really easy way since we're going to have Scarlet, Witch. if he popped up there, I think it makes a hundred percent sense. It could be easy cameo. And you could also shuffle them off to a different universe and you wouldn't even like, it wouldn't even matter. Um, yeah, you're absolutely so right. I, I thought that was an interesting theory. It is not mine, but I, I I have played around with that. And it just leads up to, by the way, I know we have four Marvel movies coming out this yes. year. Still the most hyped about Doctor Strange. I, I cannot yeah, for wait. sure, for sure. Yeah, I'm genuinely very excited. And it's not because the other ones are bad. It's just no. they did such a good job with WandaVision that my interest is like laser focused yeah. on that for sure. That. Yeah. That and Spider-Man being so close to each other are going to be awesome. I, absolutely. And I, Spider-Man is absolutely up there. Um, I just don't know enough about it to even yeah. know how I feel about it. Um, for sure. But yeah, like we're, we're, we're cruising. I think we're in for some really, really good stuff here soon. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Brian, I am going to stick with Marvel for <laughs> my last piece of news. So I'm glad you brought this up. Do it. My last piece of news, and I am getting this particular piece of information from Empire, but uh, Empire Online, which is a, a, a British uh, magazine about movies, oh, uh, yeah. but it's been reported elsewhere, and it is about a, a rumored casting in Wakanda forever. Oh boy! Um, so Ryan Coogler has been dealing with this "what to do about Chadwick Boseman" uh, thing, uh, but he is still moving on with some version of planning and casting um, because a rumor surfaced today um the Illuma nerdy reported it i think Ooh. via twitter that the actor tenok huerta okay. um, who had been previously cast in black panther is now being rumored to have be cast as namor the Submariner. what yes so it's a big piece of su- pinch of salt so wow. like, it could go anywhere um there have been hints that this is where like the mcu is wanted to go right. um like if you remember uh Danny Guerra's Oikoye mentions in Endgame that they had they had an earthquake off the coast yes. of Africa, which may have been a tease for nature Namor's future like future appearance. So this is really, right. really big. So really quickly, in case people aren't curious who Namor is, um, Namor is the son of an Atlantean princess and sailor. Essentially, it's the like the Marvel version of Aquaman, except like he actually res- like rises to become king. And he's always kind of been like a well, he's kind of a villain for a little bit. But then he was a hero again for a little while. And he kind of goes back and forth. Um, he's also been linked to um, the X-Men as well. So oh, he's kind of 
like kind of all over the place. Yes. But this is really like kind of exciting. So we will see like what happens with it um, because the implications for this could be one again with that connection to the X-Men. Could that be something or is it really just going to focus on like which version of him are we going to get? Are we going to get him as a villain? Are we going to get him as a, is this another anti-hero that we get to play with a little bit? Right. Um, so there's just kind of like the, again, this is sort of like that white vision news, Brian, to that effect. <laughs> like we don't really know which direction this could go, but it's kind of exciting wherever that is and wherever that ends up. Yeah. I, 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 if you're not if you're not familiar with the comics, Namor has he has been around since like 1937. Yeah, I feel like it's a really good thing to point yeah. out here. He is an he's OG been character. around for a while and has served a lot of different roles and purposes and has yeah. lot, has had a lot of different things going for him. I think I apologize. 1939. I thought it was 37. In any case, uh, give you I your two like, years, Brian. I know I was off by two years. Look at me. Uh, but I feel like. One of the things here that that is important to point out is that it it is that Wakanda in the comics and and Namor and his kingdom they they frequently conflict with each other. This oh, is yeah, like, you know, nothing out of the ordinary for them. I guess is what I will mm-hmm. say. Um, Namor, King of Atlantis, everything like that. Um, and I think that. There's a lot of ways you could go with it. My assumption would be is they don't want to make Namor like an antagonist or a villain. They probably want to build a whole thing around him. Um, And so I could see it being the classic like, hey, you, I don't know. I don't know you. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know you. And you're here. We're going to fight. And there's like the first act is them like fighting because they didn't talk. Right. Yeah. Um, and then there's, of course, a shadowy third figure who's the real enemy. And then they join forces. So yeah. I think that would be super satisfying if that is the direction we are going here. I think it's a really easy way to introduce the underwater kingdom. I think mm-hmm. that gives us a lot more places to go in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, because, right, the big question has been like, what do you do after Thanos? Like, what do you do yeah. after the big space alien had a universe wide threat? And my my big thing has been that. It's got to be something more like earth based, more home based almost sure. just like it's got to it's got to reflect that type of feeling of like, oh, this is close to home and it just it hurts a little bit more like the threat is more sinister right. because of X, Y, Z within that vein. And I feel like having a place like Atlantis gives you another place to go. You're not retreading on all of these other places we've been before, like with yeah. Hydra. Um, and you're also putting Wakanda in the spotlight too, which I feel like is a like that's that's the future. Like I but feel yeah, more, like that's more of that, please. Yeah, right. And like with the Eternals and their area, however that will what, be defined. Yeah, what, what the fuck, Eternals? You're just <laughs> hanging out on Earth while this asshole, who happens to be, by the way, one of y'all's cousin, are just fucking right. you know whatever. I'm gonna let this guy grab all the Infinity Stones. You and I have yeah. a bone to pick. I mean, basically, you know, maybe it was like it's kind of like that an extended family thing of like, oh, we don't we do not know him. Don't do anything. We don't know him. <laughs> if we do anything, they're going to know we're related. Don't they're gonna do anything. They're going to find out we're all from Titan and it's yep. a whole thing. And yep. I don't want to deal with it. You're the only people from Titan on this planet. And then the, the big Titan guy comes. No, 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 no. We're, we're laying low here. We are laying low as the Whatever. eternal. 
Um, <laughs> but that is Brian's speculation hour. Thanks for tuning in. Um, but I feel like this is a this if this is true, I yeah. think this would be a fantastic addition to the universe, and we could have a lot of fun places to go. Yeah, I would I would entirely agree with you. Like I think I think there's a lot of cool things. And again, if Marvel seems to do and Disney, mind you, like again, to kind of tie it back in with your Cruella yeah. news, like Marvel does anti-hero Marvel and Disney do anti-heroes really well. I right. mean, and so I think it would be interesting to see how they play this out and what role he plays in the universe going forward. And there are a lot of things that he could do, especially if the especially if there is and the rumors that have been circling around this have been true that X-Men are coming eventually. Oh, you know, there's a whole lot of things that you could do um to really kind of bring him in um yeah i i'm still it still blows my mind that they 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 made him a mutant uh yes still blows yes. my mind this has been probably like 10 years now in the comic yes. world like this is old news but when they made him a mutant i was like oh oh okay so he's <laughs> you're you're a king underwater dude mutant Avenger, got it. You like you just you went to you all of like, every one of those boxes. What it feels like is someone that goes to like one of those fairs at a conference, and it's like all the vendors and telling you yeah. what you they can do for you. And instead of like Namor just going to the bar, he went to every single table and signed up for. He wanted those. Drink, he wanted those drink tickets. So he yeah, signed exactly. Up for fucking everything. Yeah, he just went to every <laughs> single table and said, "Sign me up. Sign me up. Sign yep. me up." Like, soon what are you giving out. away? Oh, you're giving away an iPad? Yeah, I'll register for that too. Oh yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I a year's a year's supply of ice cream. Yeah, sign me up. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Be an Avenger? Like, Why not? Yeah, I'm lactose intolerant, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, so much so, by the way, that not only is he like an Avenger, not only is he a mutant, he right. becomes when the Phoenix Force rears its ugly head again. Yes. And Avengers versus X Men. Oh my god! He gets the Phoenix Force splits up into four people, and he gets a piece of it. So uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna nerd out a little bit it gets split up into five people does it really it does. yeah it does right, it's good. scott emma scott emma, emma namor, namor colossus, colossus. And, and magic his sister i keep forgetting about colossus i forgot about that's colossus. all right that's okay um, i got but, you man but still again such a mutant that the phoenix force says like yeah throw him in there like it's right that's really where it's all at like right. top to bottom so this yeah. could be interesting um i'm not really familiar with the actor's body of work full disclosure um i think yeah. based on a cursory imdb search um he's been involved in a lot of like spanglish spanish language movies and productions and tv right. shows and the like um but it's very exciting and we will see where it goes from there i also i i'm gonna go back here a second it's a little off topic but you're fine uh, talking about like just numerous affiliations with people uh if if namor if namor's in that in that made up vendor mm -hmm. auditorium before the bar um wolverine has been there since 6 a.m and oh, he, he like probably yeah. made two or three passes around all those tables because this this man for always talking about how he's on his own this man has at least nine to ten team affiliations by the way yes. that are listed here on yes. wikipedia um he's an so. he's an avenger he's an x-man he's a member of x-force and those are the only three that i know but this oh, dude man. has been saying how he is on his own from day one hey man yeah. you can't say you're on your own and then go enjoy <laughs> join three teams like that's I mean, that's not like saying like 
that's like saying like, I'm a great long distance runner. That's why I do soccer and baseball and football. Like it doesn't make any sense at all. Oh, absolutely none. No, this is absolutely like the, the person that went into college and they're like, I'm going to do every club. I'm like, you're going to get burnt out. If you you should do maybe like two. Yeah. Like maybe do like two and see how you feel. No signing up for all of them. I mean, like there's teams here I've never even heard of like savage Avengers. Okay. Uh, there's a, there's a unity squad for the Avengers. Oh, I actually know them. I just don't know them by that name. I take that back immediately, but like, yeah, it's just, it's just wild. In any case, I just wanted to, wanted to pin that. That is a great, that is a great, great anecdote, Brian. So I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, Brian, that exhausts all the news that I have. Do you have anything hanging around that you'd like to report on for this week? I do. And I feel like this is going to like hype a total of three people, but I do feel Doesn't like matter. that's who we're here for. Pretty cool. Um, and it also gives me a plug to tell you to read a book. So I'm very excited about yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, so NK Jameson, J- um, let me phrase that again. NK Jemison's uh, Hugo award winning broken earth trilogy is now coming to the big screen. This is from okay. deadline. If you're not familiar with this. Uh, the broken earth trilogy is a post apocalyptic like dystopia type book series um it's very hard to describe because that is like barely scratching the surface i have read okay. this trilogy it's incredible nk jemison is i would say one of the premier sci-fi like authors right now uh and she's fantastic so the she got a seven figure deal which good for her get that bag i think is what marcus would say yeah. and uh yeah and get she will money, be man. Yeah, and and Deadline is reporting that she will make this a movie. If this sounds familiar, TNT wanted to make this a TV series back in 2017, um, which I never understood how it would work like that. Um, Mm -hmm. But in any case, if you really like sci-fi, if you really like dystopia um, and all the stuff that we're talking about here with mutants, definitely check out the Broken Earth uh, trilogy. Uh, it is it, it is fantastic and it's, it has For some sure. great twists and turns. Um, and yeah, so that's being made into a movie. I think that it it will I think it'll be fun. Uh, she will also be adapting it personally. Oh, uh, cool. be part of the process. So I feel like I, I feel like good things ahead for this. Um, really quick, just want to kind of go over. So, Brian, this is a trilogy, correct? This particular yes. The Broken Earth series. It starts with so if people are curious and they want to read up on it before the movie really gets going, it started the first book in this series is called The Fifth Season. And I'm getting this from Wikipedia. I have nope. not read them, but it's the right. fifth season. Um, is the first book, then the obelisk gate is the second book, and the stone sky is the third book. Other fun fact, Brian, and this is kind of close to home because it's close to where you and I went to college. She calls Iowa City, Iowa home. Look at that. Uh, she was born in Iowa City, Iowa. Um, she got her degrees from Tulane University and then the Ma- University of Maryland College Park. Um, and uh, the other kind of cool thing, not that someone's identity is the only reason why stuff is cool, but she's also a person of color. So kind of cool to get another take on um, some of these prominent stories and some of these cool things. And it's glad to see, like Marcus would say, somebody getting that bag um, and be able to get that money. So uh, super, super pumped for her. Yes. So honestly, go check out those books. It's the summer folks. You need a good summer book in any case. 
Uh, I'm really excited for her. I'm really excited for this being a movie. I think this is a really good place to adapt it. So really pumped about that. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. Well, thanks for sharing that, Brian. That'll have to be stuff that we can check out because after all, our first uh, first key is uh, reading a book. So a we, book. we don't just tell you to do it. This is called challenge and support. We tell you to do it. <laughs> and then we also give you ways that you can get it done. Um, we have reached uh, the section of this particular podcast where we talk about stuff that we would like to plug. Brian, what would you like to plug this week? Uh, once again, I'm here to talk to you about thelovenerds.com. Oh, man. And if you're on the live stream, Doug just threw that on there. there Lovely. You Thank you. Go check it out. Uh, it's the summer. You need a recipe to impress those folks now that we're, we're opening back up and everybody's vaccinated. Yeah. Like, hey, I haven't seen you in a year. Uh, I need to make something special. There's a bunch of special recipes on there. Also, sangrias. You want to be a little different. Maybe beer and wines is not, it's not yeah. hitting the spot. Get a sangria. Um, also, I'm Rogue Roush on TikTok. Follow me yeah, there. Yeah, he is. Videos. Uh, and yeah, that's what I want to plug this week. How about yourself, Doug? Um, Brian, I have a couple things I want to plug. Um, the first thing is, is I'm going to insert a plug for, uh, the mantra, which is Marcus's clothing brand and music, uh, business that he's got going. Um, they got new merch on, uh, I can't, there's no way I can possibly do this justice. Um, but <laughs> they got no new merch coming. They got new music Ooh. coming. Um, and as always, uh, you can catch them on Instagram at underscore the monster mantra. Um, and remember always follow it. Never offended, always humble. That's where you're at. So that's, you can always catch of Marcus's yes. stuff there. Um, yes. the other thing that I want to plug is two things. Um, first, if you are looking for something to watch, like a new show out there, check out Hulu's Modoc. Um, it this. is amazing. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. If you are a fan of Robot Chicken and Marvel and live <laughs> all at the same time, it's 30 minutes of that. And it's got Patton Oswalt in it. And Patton didn't just do the voice. Patton also co-wrote a series of comic books following Modoc to kind of like come out before the series came out oh, so, i did not know that yeah he did so he did like a whole like modok theme so you can kind of check that stuff out so that's there's that the last thing i have to plug is this particular podcast so make sure that you follow us wherever you uh get your you know social media stuff going whether that's twitter whether that's facebook whether that's instagram um because we got some good things coming um we are going to be starting our summer of guests series here hopefully soon um, to get some more voices in here, um, like we did last week. Um, and then other things that you can do is help us reach our Trek for 25. We're trying to get more people to subscribe to the Patreon page. So, um, follow us there at patreon.com slash films and black and white. Um, and just consider supporting, check out the live stream every week, that type of thing. So that is what I have to plug. And I want to piggyback off this Patreon thing here really quick. I know for some folks, people are like, well, I don't get it. Like, I listen to the podcast and it sounds great. And we love that. And we love yeah, yours. Absolutely. And I think the other important thing here is if you do have that extra $5 laying around and you're saying, hey, I, I want to I want it to go somewhere where it's going to go the farthest. Um, when you contribute to our Patreon, you are helping with our hosting fees. You're helping yeah. with our website. You're helping make sure that we even just get the podcast out to the places it needs sure. to go, which Doug does a fantastic job making sure that happens through all of our platforms. 
Um, but all of that takes money and all of that yeah. is needed on a monthly basis. And so that is just such an easy way for you to help, for you to contribute. If you are a really big fan of the podcast, because the other thing about this is that we're able to be innovative and creative with this format because we are an independent content creator. Like we are not sure. beholden to any of, you know, the larger corporations. Nor will I ever be. <laughs> <laughs> like we don't have to worry about making any of them happy. And that's where you get this really snappy sure. content. from, um, sure. And that's where you get this unique content from. And so if you like that support us, we are very appreciative. We'll, we'll give you a shout out. We're running a, we're running a, basically a Patreon fan and contributor member, um, like shout out on our social media. You'll get involved with that. So that is something you should check out. Make sure to check out the Patreon and we have a link there wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Brian. That was very, very well said. That brings us to my favorite and your favorite part of the show, which is our three keys to success. Brian, please run down the first step to success for our, for our folks. Look, we already talked about this. Read a book. I already got a jump start on this. I, I already told you all the good reasons to read a book. But look, it's the summer. And I don't care who you are. Things are slowing down a little bit. Maybe you're in an industry specific. Like if you're a realtor, you probably don't have time to read. Sorry, you'll go to the next one. But my main point here <laughs> is that important. if you have more time to read in the summer, like a lot of people do, pick up a book any book you have the time now you can be the twilight zone guy who doesn't break his glasses and can now read all the books that they wanted to read the entire time so be that person have that inspiration there's time now so pick up a book and read pick, it pick up a book you heard it here first you're absolutely right the next <laughs> key to success is drink some water look y'all it's hot um you're gonna start doing stuff outside and there's no reason why anybody should have to take a break and not enjoy the beautiful weather, especially if you're like Brian and I and you live in a place where eight to nine months out of the year, it is quite cold and not very pleasant. <laughs> like you want to go outside, you want to enjoy the uh, the beauty of outdoors. So just drink some water so you can enjoy it long longer. Hydrate yourself. Stay healthy. It's important to do so. It, not even anything other than like no one wants a headache at one o'clock in the afternoon because you didn't have an no. extra glass of water. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, just just drink some water. Make sure you stay hydrated. All of that jazz. The last key to success is, look, in addition to, to, to drinking some water, use some of that water and soap to wash your ass. Um, it doesn't really matter what it is. And just real quick. Just because I say wash your ass, I don't necessarily mean specifically your ass. Like, it's hot, you sweat, wash everything while you're up in it. I mean, the ass helps because you don't want to carry some extra invisible baggage along with you when you go inside a, a room or meet a new person or stuff is opening back up again and you don't want to know what you... You don't want just stuff following you around. You want to. You don't want to grow an invisible tail like Pepe Le Pew. You just don't want it. So just make sure you wash your ass and just wash yourself because, again, it's hot. Stuff is opening back up. And let's make a good first impression as we re-enter society. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for this latest episode of Films in Black and White. We will be back next week with a movie review and as a triumphant return as of a as a threesome. Um, in the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all, and we will catch y'all next week. <laughs>